way to California we go. San Francisco and David. David, you're on KDK. Chris, uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, sir. Hey, um, a couple of things. I just had to do a family emergency and had to drive up into the mountains. Mm-hmm. And um, there is, I, I didn't see any snow. No, You know, California snowpack uh, is what we rely on for water, uh, you know, down in the Central Valley where all the food is grown. And uh, there is, like, no snowpack where I was driving. So it looks like another bad drought year, not only with wildfires, but food prices getting higher. That's so, not good. Yeah, so I'm I'm just recommending to the listeners, put in a vegetable garden this year. You're going to need it. Um, not bad enough, you know, during COVID that you're going to need some steady supply of food, but uh, but drought year out here in California. So, uh, yeah, look out, look out for the, you know, keep your eye on the ball with that one. But, um, you know, with uh, global warming, you know, that's the reason why we don't have any snowpack. The, uh, the snow is melting way too early. Um, you know, it, all it takes is a few degrees difference when it's snowing, and the snow doesn't stick, and it, it, it turns to rain or whatever. It only lasts two days. And uh, a real snowpack in California is going to last at least into May, sometimes into uh, August. And uh, for it to be gone, you know, here we are just barely past halfway into January, and uh, and there's no snowpack up there. Well, uh, I haven't heard much about the, the fires that have ravaged California now in the national news. Uh, what's happening? Have uh, Have they been stopped? Have they been tamped down and out? Yeah, for the most part, you know, they the fire season is normally like in the uh, summer and autumn, and uh, the rainy season. We we end up with, uh, uh, you know, there the rainy season used to be like from, uh, uh, say, like uh, late October through maybe February, and uh, you know, and it wouldn't be a guarantee. We're a long state, so you know, part of the state might catch some rain you know, part of the state might not, but generally, you know, it would be like way late autumn through early spring, and then it would be just, you know, sunny all the time. You know, we can go three or four months without any rain, and, uh, you know, it's not like back east there. And uh, so, like, that's why I'm saying the snowpack is primary importance. And this year, we didn't even really start getting any rain until just a week or so ago, and it's still barely not enough to uh, to make a difference. They've been using, you know, snowblowers up in the mountains, uh, up near Reno and whatnot, and getting the ski crowd up there. And I think they had a couple of good weeks, uh, you know, maybe a, or a couple of good snows a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think it's sticking up in there either. So it's uh, that's what I'm saying. The global warming is definitely real. And well, your, your advice about putting in a vegetable garden, I think, is good advice. Uh, my friend uh, Chris in Castle Shannon does that, and he also does something we don't do much anymore. What my grandmother used to do is to can uh, things and put them up so that in the winter months uh, they'll have some food. Um, those right. things, I, and there was an article in the Post-Gazette, Oh, probably about a year ago about root cellars, something they used to have around here where they dig a root cellar and be able to keep things in a cool, comfortable environment below ground and store food like that. They don't do that much anymore, man. Sure. You know, you know I'm originally from St. Louis, and we had a basement in our in my parents' house, and uh, 
the part of it was way deep in there, so it was it wasn't you know underground the uh, it wasn't below the basement, but there was a a kind of a, a root cellar down in there where we uh, did. My mom did a lot of canning. Yeah, she set us children out to uh, to work hard at the blackberry fields, and um, and uh, she didn't care, you know, how many scratches we got on us as long as we had a couple of buckets, you know. You know, but, uh, my grandmother used to do the same thing. We used to go uh, to what we call the country in Little Rock. We lived in the city on Pulaski Street, and we would go out there on Garfield, what we call the country. It was a block out of the city limits. But my grandmother used to send us to pick pears, crab apples, blackberries, uh, all that stuff that seemed to grow around there in a more exurban environment when I was a kid. And I remember I'd come back in with, with some uh, a half a bowl of crab apples or something like that, or blackberries. She said, boy, that won't make a job. Go back out there. I said, oh, mama, a snake might bite me. A snake don't want your old rough behind. Boy, go on out there. And she was standing in that kitchen with no air conditioning, that black G oscillating fan, boiling paraffin wax and vegetables and putting sugar in it. And Boy, that jelly was good. Come one time. I want you to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as a matter of fact, you know, it was, if you're going to have to suffer through it, uh, you better have a massive quantity to make it worth its while. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. My mom uh, or my sister uh, became a pretty good cook. And, you know, you're talking crab apples. Most of the listeners might not realize it, but that's got pectin in it. And uh, my sister made a point of making some uh, pear and quince, uh, which is also really strong in pectin. And that'll make the, you know, the jelly turn to rubber kind of stuff. And uh, so that's uh, that was one of the tricks. Uh, so don't cut down your quince bushes, and uh, and those crab apples can go to something good. And you know, the, just to, to wrap up though, I was going to say uh, you had one of the earlier callers, and uh, you know, with uh, when Trump came into office, uh, the climate scientists were saying that we only had three more years uh, before the Earth went into a tipping point. So that was five years ago. And so we are a year and a half behind on doing something about the global warming tipping point. And uh, planting trees is primary. We, You know, even if you've got a small backyard, you could maybe go out and gather acorns and put them in a tin can or something like that, get some starters going, and then keep transferring them, get on a bicycle and ride up into the hills where there's an empty field or something and start planting acorn trees uh, or, you know, oak trees. Uh, you know, little kids could get uh, the drones out and get some of those maple squirts and take them over a, you know, a, a landslide of a hillside and, uh, you know, get some trees going because it is it is of primary importance that we get trees going. And, uh, you know, like I say, we're two some years Some farmer late. doesn't run you off his land with a shotgun. <laughs> well, you know, believe it or not, with um, the corporate farms, uh, you know, I'm in my 60s, and when um, when we were kids, the the American farmer, the small farmer, was down to about like 20% of the the, the 80% corporate farms, 20%. Now it's down to like one and a half percent are small farmers. The rest of them are big corporate land grabs, and most of the uh, most of the land is not used. Uh, the the corporate boys want to keep prices high so they don't overproduce uh, food, and uh, and so.
so they don't use all the land. Well, that's periodically why we bring people on like Mr. Bird, who is a Fayette County uh, farmer, uh, who's been doing it uh, most of his life. His children don't want to go into the business. It's a tough sell for a, a small farmer to stay in business right now. Uh, and he reminds us all the time that uh, our food production supply is just in time. And we get upset every time it snows here and you can't find a loaf of bread or or a gallon of milk. Yeah, it, that, that's right. They shave it down to the you know the the bare margins so that they can make the best profit mm-hmm. and it's interesting there's the old expression bread and circuses and that was uh one of the caesars if i remember right uh, well, that's what i talk that. about all the time it's going on on right now the circus is going on with the nfl uh and as long as we got bread and circuses we're happy hey david i got to go man i'm up yeah, against this care. break stay okay safe. stay safe all right you too uh, all right, the bishop in the north, you're on KDK. Hey, Brother Moore. Yeah, now, I said that over eight months ago, but uh, just to reiterate real quick. What you said what said, over eight months ago? Oh, you know, about people uh, planting a garden. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what you and, were talking and, about. And, you know, I remember back in, you know, like I said yesterday, reminiscing that, you know, we spring water was free. Uh, you can... Uh, Mama used to have us go out and get walnuts, uh, berries. You know, I remember the blackberries, and she would put sugar on it. Man, you talking about something wonderful? I mean, a lot of things that we lived off the land on uh, back then, not like it is today. There is a spring that I see some people going to uh, in Webster, uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Well, far, we had a well at Grandma's I'm, house, so... Um... You know, it was cool water out the ground. So, you know, and, and, and you she know what, she, she was, had running water, water, too. She was one of the few people in her area who had running water, as they called right, it. Right, And, and that running was some good water. water, too. That was some good water. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I always wondered what they meant, running water. But it, it meant she had uh, water supplied, I guess, by the city, even though. Uh, she was one block out the city limits. She had she had pipes and hydrants. She had indoor plumbing. I guess that's what they mean by running water. And right, a lot of right, people yeah, in that for- neighborhood had outhouses, to tell you the truth. Right, right. She was one of the fortunate ones. Then. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, I don't call her anyway, fortunate. Uh, I call her hard working. Yeah, well, hard working, hard working, you know. And then I, I said to you yesterday about Dr. Fauci, who I believe in. But if you heard what he said today, yeah, they're concerned about this vibrant. But here's the thing, Brother Moore, and he talked about it. There ain't enough vaccines. He wants people to take the vaccines. But, Brother Moore, there's not enough vaccines to go around. That's, that's, that's the problem. Well, they're pushing the manufacture more. To- I hope that they do. Uh, and when our come when our turn comes to take them, we should just dutifully line up, I guess, so that they don't make it mandatory. All right, I gotta go. I'll, I'm late I'll for this break, man. Doing, and, uh, I look forward to talking to you uh, next week or this coming week. All right, thank you. All right, let's go to Jerry in Beaver Falls. Jerry, you're on Kitty K. Hey, Chris. But I wanted to tell you something interesting. I think you I think you'd enjoy this one. The Guardian. That newspaper, The Guardian. In England, they yes. Have a, online, they have a very interesting article uh, in the last day or so about Europe. And they're talking about the fact that um, throughout Europe and even in the Near East and, you know, Russia and some East, the birth rate is going down. And with the birth rate going down, 
a lot of the older people, you know, they're not being replaced. You know, obviously, you know, people aren't getting after it like they used to, you know, having kids. But they said the wildlife in these countries is rebounding in kind of an amazing way. And they said the forestation, you know, they were talking, David was talking about the, you know, the problems they're having in uh, Sierra Nevadas and different places. They said uh, Spain and some of the countries in the, in the Balkan states, like Romania, they're gaining forest land because what's happening is, you know, they don't have the old generation farmers. They don't have, uh, you know, the people living. They, they said they call them ghost villages over there, I guess. You know, like we have ghost towns, you know, out west for the old mining days. But they said large areas of Europe are being uh, reforested and reclaimed by animals because they're just not being populated. Hmm. And they think that the, the global population is going to peak earlier than they thought. And they said it's going to decline more than they thought. And you know, I just thought that was really interesting because it sort of goes against everything we've been hearing for for decades about, you know, uh, population explosion and things. And Well, but that's uh, population in European countries. I, I think worldwide in, in populous countries like India, Pakistan, China, uh, places well, like that. Iran is one. They mm -hmm. said Iran is now... There, I guess Iran is, is starting a, a, a program. You know, they're right next to Pakistan. They're starting a program where they want to ban uh, birth control and vasectomies and things because they're worried about the fact that their population isn't having more children. I think China is going to uh, be a big leader in population decline because they said the, the people are becoming more, um, oh, what's the word, uh, you know, they're more prosperous, they're becoming more, you know, they're not the old generation farmers, you know, the one-child policy. Is yeah, where you in. have ten children because three of them are going to die in childbirth. To work the farm. Yeah. They, 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 they think they're going to be a leader in uh, population decline, which you know, sort of goes against everything we've been hearing for generations. And, well, and with a billion Chinese, uh, I heard right. one wag say we ought to be friends with a billion or anything. All right, I got to go. Thanks, Jerry. Okay, thank you, Chris. All thank right, you. bye. Two days after my birthday on the 18th. And she was just just a real, real person, you know. Had double pneumonia in both lungs, and then they said it was COVID. This is systematic because, for me, when they're doing things and you're in a clinical setting and all of a sudden they're calling my ex and my girls and saying she didn't make it. I want people to understand, and I know that you understand what's going on, to understand that. There's a reason why, like you were saying, <clears throat> your last caller, he was really spot on about it, that the Trump administration had a chance to purchase all of this, and he waved it off. So that he has no filter, and I feel like this, and I always feel like this, they should announce the 25th Amendment. They should go ahead and do the impeachment situation, because he should never be able to run for any office within the United States of America. Well, but there's no law that prevents him from doing that at this well, point. Well, if they, if, they, if they go ahead and do that because they want to do the impeachment, at least history will say, even if they don't have enough votes, that they didn't just, they just let it slide what happened on January 6th in our nation's capital. Disgusting. So for me, you going to be on the golf course playing golf when you have the power to understand that people all across the country weren't eating, they couldn't get their unemployment checks, and you're busy saying it's going to turn the curve. The death and everything that could have been avoided was on his watch, okay? The first call that was made the last election, he made a call to Putin Echo. 
right? No, the United States press was not allowed to even interview him. The things that he has done, I hope whenever God calls him home, and if he does, he gets down on his knees and asks for forgiveness for what he's done to the United States of America. No, don't, don't count on yeah. that. <laughs> no, no, I, I will never count on that. You know why I wouldn't be betting on it? <laughs> it's to happen. Okay. Because he just, yeah, he just does not get it. Well, he doesn't get what he's done. All right, you take care. You tell Mrs. Moore, I listen all the time. I don't get a chance to call all the time. But if people listen to your show, not only will they be enlightened, they'll understand. You can't affect change unless you make change. And uh, both counts. Mm. It really, really does. Take care, Mr. Moore. All right, you too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Let's go back to the phones. Ron in California, you and Katie K. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. I hope I hope this is not uh, so confrontational. I don't uh, mind confrontation. I just uh, don't understand how people who know they're going to get a lot of time to express their point of view. If I disagree with it, that I don't have the right to disagree. I don't understand that. Well, maybe they should re-listen to what they've said and what you've said, and then they might have an answer that's somewhat different from I doubt it, seriously. <laughs> well, I won't venture there. I, I, um, I, I've called before. I worked with students in, in the, well, it's been on a national level, but 37 years ago they started to focus on HIV. <clears throat> Subsequent to that, they started to focus on HIV testing so that young people could be tested, and once they're tested, and if they're clean from the from the virus, uh, they had uh, the ability to have a choice. <laughs> and here, with this COVID-19, there isn't really a choice. My concern was uh, that uh, when it got going and they started to tell people, well, we, we've got to test you before you can come into country or come into a building, I don't uh, understand how the temperature test, not finding a, a fever, really qualified to find the asymptomatic because that's what the HIV tests were for to find out if the person had the antibody so that they could actually get treatment or have a consciousness to prevent the carrying of the disease. We don't have that opportunity here. If it's airborne, we have no real opportunity but to protect ourselves, wear masks. This is still confronted by some that it's not an issue. Well, it's a major issue when you affect yourself and you affect others. Uh, just kind of goes back to an unconscious bias that all of us have somewhere from our own culture and, and, and our upbringing. Uh, I think what we have really to look at, and I think the students have put this forward, was a national mental health consideration. We need to look back at ourselves because the fault lies within our subconscious where we can have any kind of biases we carry into contemporary knowledge. You, sir, have given a lot of consciousness across this country. I hope you stay with it and uh, calm yourself about people who may not quite see the picture. All right. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Daryl, who's somewhere on the road. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Moore? All right. And you? I was um, listening to a few other people in the medical uh, field that were saying that this whole situation with the COVID-19 might, might possibly turn into like with AIDS, where you just can't, you know, the way it's... Um, has been uh, mutating and, and everything else. It, but but it you do you remember how scary AIDS was? But we dealt with oh, that. Absolutely. I know a lot of people died, but we managed to deal with it. It is not the horror that unknown horror that it once was. Right. No, exactly. I mean, but and 
you know, and what they and they're predicting what it close to maybe another hundred thousand people dying within yeah. what, a few months. Yeah, I, and, and it and it still does amaze me. I, I mean, I I see people out here they they just blow off wearing a mask and stuff like it. You know, they they still consider that it's, that it's, this is all you know a hoax and stuff. Well, I, I don't think it's playing. Anytime it's killed more people than uh, World War II did, I think it ought to be taken right. seriously. Now, I know that a lot of people saying, oh, these are false positive test results and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't care. Protect yourself. It seems to me the the safest thing that you can do is to protect yourself and your family by following the guidance of the best-known uh, health knowledge oh, professionals. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with you, and you know, stay safe. Be careful going home when you get done tonight, because like I said, it's 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 starting. It's, I think it's going to get a little dicey <laughs> here later on. All right, thanks, so. Daryl. Uh, let's continue. Carl in Newcastle, you on KDK. Hi, Chris. Uh, appreciate your patience. It's been a rough night. Ooh, uh, called to talk about the lie matrix. Are you familiar with that at all? No. Uh, well, there's been a number of documentaries. Have you, did you see Chris Paul today on the political talk shows? No. Uh, he was he would not say that it was a fair election. Uh, they almost came to blows uh, arguing with uh, the host of the show. Uh, anyway, he would not admit that it was a fair election. He was calling for an investigation to be done and taking the Republican line. Uh, but uh, did you hear uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's comments? No. Uh, he had uh, on a couple of the PBS shows he was on, and he gave a story about his homeland in Austria, where he's from. And uh, oh, yeah, I heard about uh, that. How his how his father and the others uh, and the Nazis the impact it had on them. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, well, that was broadcast a couple of times, and it was kind of a warning. And he was saying the same thing is going on in our country under Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, there was also a special on PBS. I forget whether it was Frontline or Independent Lens. But uh, they had a, a like, two-hour special on the Philippines. Uh, are you familiar with the, uh, the woman who's the head of the newspaper, Rappler, in the Philippines, Mia something that got her picture on the front of Time magazine? No. Uh, she come up with this idea of the lie matrix because her people have been put in jail by Duarte, the dictator over there, and uh, she explained that it's the same thing that's going on in this country, uh, that these people are all tied and. Like, John from Ohio wants to insist that the CIA is controlling everything, but it's gotten past that. It's got into the electronic media, and uh, this matrix of liars and repeaters and enablers uh, expands upon themselves for one reason or another. It's usually private reasons. Do you, do you agree with this statement? Our democracy is being destroyed by a matrix of professional liars and their mindless lie spreaders? No. No? No. You don't? No. Why? Uh, because I think despite uh, evidence to the contrary, that if American people uh, start thinking enough, 
They will not allow our democracy to be destroyed by people who deceive them. Um, it, there's plenty of evidence that there is that kind of stuff going on, but I think people are smart enough to know uh, and and discern for themselves, if they'll just think about it for a second, the people who are lying to them. Uh, and I think the, the recent presidential election uh, is proof of that. Yeah, I remember I told you about guys I surveyed at the donut shop locally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I talked to these guys, and I can't convince them of any truth. They can't see the truth, no matter how they just keep repeating the lies over and over again. And they keep bringing them up and saying, what about, what about, you know? Well, but, there's a certain then, amount of what aboutism. It, it happens on this radio show. If I say something about Trump, somebody will call up and say, what about Obama? What about this? What about that? Uh, so uh, all that is always going to be out there. But that's the pull and tug of democracy. Uh, it's a pendulum. It swings back and forth. It does it all the time. Uh, we had Bush elected for two terms, then Obama elected for two terms. Trump uh, got in there, uh, and now Biden is there. Uh, th this pendulum swings back and forth, but there is a certain amount of, uh, of I think, agreement among the liars uh, about what they're going to do, and that's what we have to watch out for in the Biden administration. We just can't lay over and go, whew, boy, Trump is out, boy, we're safe now. No, because those liars are still going to be lying, and we need to be ever vigilant when they come out of the mouths of Biden, too. I agree 100%. Um, your uh, your uh, guest last week, Gordon Duff, was really, really interesting, and uh, Miss Davis that was on talking about 5G were excellent guests. However, when I talk to these people at the donut shop, no matter how much proof is there or what is uh, said to back up the fact... They say, crazy they call, keep, leave me alone, right? Well... They they keep wanting to spout these lies over and over when they get angry. Carl, I, will, please don't I, accuse me like others have, but I got to go because I have to hit this break on time.